What's going on, guys and gals? It's 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Star Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 291 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. It's all my fault. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagans. Hello, everybody. It is good to be back. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some news, and then we're going to jump right into our review of The Invisible Man. But before we get into all that, how is everyone doing? Aubrey, how are you? Stressed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic week. I have um spring break next week, so I had midterms this week. Noah decided to head play at the coffee table. Did you um, you let him watch wrestling again, didn't you? It's all wrestling's <laughs> fault. It you know, it was one of those days. I was actually just telling somebody if I had gone to the dentist that day, it probably would have been better. Wow. That's a rough day. It's, I know. I started off by bringing the dogs to the vet, and um, Guapo loves the vet. He thinks that they're scratching his butt, and it, it's a great time. But Bandit hates the vet, and she ends up like wedging herself in between me and the wall, and then she charges the vet and <laughs> makes her back up because she feels like she has to protect me. So it ends up being very stressful um, because Bandit doesn't want to be there, and. Um, so we were going to leave the vet. She's trying to attack the UPS man. And then another dog comes in. So then she's upset about that. They had just cleaned her ears. So she was really mad. And then I had to bring Noah to the eye doctor where he announced to everybody that he was going to have diarrhea <laughs> and stink up the place. <laughs> and just kept farting as loud as he could when we were there. <laughs> so it was... Miserable, and then we got home, and uh, he decided to stand on the couch, and down he went right into the coffee table. Oh, well, he's feeling better now, right? He's okay. Yeah, he's got a couple of stitches. Um, that was pretty horrifying. I'm sure. Um, I was trying to get the doctor to sedate him, but she didn't want to, and I bet she regrets her decision now. <laughs> Like he's a wild child. We should have put him down. Yeah, I mean, she wrapped him in a blanket, and then Josh's dad had to um, put his body on him, and then I held his head. But um, it would have been just better if they just sedated him. No, it was pretty miserable. He was screaming that we were murdering him, that we were killing him. He's going to die. Security came down. Just <laughs> looking in the room, trying to figure out what's going on, and people are staring and just like 
And it, it was only two stitches, too. And it <laughs> felt like it took an hour just to get these two stitches in. So. Wow. So that's a full-on day in the life of Aubrey. <sighs> yeah. It was... Uh... I'm really tired still <laughs> two days later and I just want to go to sleep forever. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that, uh, exciting episode this is why we're recording a little late this week, but I'm glad to hear that Noah's okay. So. Yes. I am sorry to everybody that listens to us that we're a little bit late. Yeah. It literally happened in like minutes before we were about to record too. I was it was ridiculous. I had everything planned out so perfectly that day. I went to the movies. We got home right in time, right before we're about to record. Smash. <laughs> and then he, he was crying. And said, I made sure he didn't see it, but he was crying because we had just got home. He was like, we just got home. <laughs> you wanted to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't get time to watch my tablet. <laughs> oh. oh boy. All right. Well, uh Mark, was your week any better? Yeah, I also had but a coffee table this week. It was pretty fun. Oh. <laughs> uh no, no. Yeah, um yeah, my week is, is cool. I caught up on on uh some movies. Uh Fans of Patrol was actually doing a review of The Gentleman a few episodes ago. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. You know, it's rare that all three of them agree on, on a movie like that, like a, a new movie. So I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I'll go check it out. And it left the theaters, like, right after that. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, I didn't get my chance to see it. But for some unbeknownst reason, they brought The Gentleman back into theaters, <laughs> like, a month later. So, uh, yeah, I went to go see that, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and if you want to catch my review, it's actually on my letterbox page, Marky Mark. So you can check out my quick review of the gentleman. Awesome, good to hear. Then how are you doing, Joey? I am wiped out. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it's just been rough with uh, work. Work the last like week has been just brutal. We are uh, in the throes of coronavirus panic. So every day people come in and clean us out and then we have to order stuff to restock everything that everyone bought. And then I guess who has to put it away? (laughs) (laughs) Me and the rest of my poor night crew. So it's just been it's been like uh, the busiest day of the week for us is Friday. And it's like every day is Friday now because it's just crazy. Yesterday was as we record this yesterday was Tuesday um, and it was actually a bigger load than uh, than we got on Friday. So. It's just been rough. <laughs> it's been rough, but uh, hopefully I have tomorrow off. We'll see. At least if I don't, I can sleep during the day. So <laughs> there's always something. But enough about us. Marcellus, why don't you tell the listeners more about us and where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes there every week. You'll find some movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix, Amazon, and streaming uh, sorry, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you also find our merchandise there, so you can purchase some of our Soap Wizard t-shirts and sweatshirts. Look good while you're representing the show. 
Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Click on a big yellow A, do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little podcast. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We have a YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Podcast. We have a Patreon page so you can donate and receive bonus content from us here. Patreon.com backslash Podcast. Shout out to everyone in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. All right, what's going on in the world of nerd, Mark? Let's talk some news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, we got our first look at the official poster of the new straight, I'm sorry, not straight to DVD, a video game to movie adaptation, Monster Hunter. Uh, Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson are back to bring another video game to life. We got two posters, actually, one with Mila and one with internationally acclaimed action film star Tony Jaa. Both of them had big swords. Uh, I don't play the game. I think I watched someone play it on Twitch. Uh, Actually, yeah, it was Rose from... uh, Nerdtastic Four podcast. So I do. I am familiar with how the game works. You run. You run around and you fight big monsters. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work as a movie, but you guys know more about video games than I do. What do you think of Mila Jojovich and her giant sword? Let's start with Aubrey. I think this movie is stupid. <laughs> what did you think of the poster, though? Does it does the poster entice you to go see it at, at all, or look interesting at all? No. no. Feel like I'm gonna have to. <laughs> so, uh, Aubrey, when I posted these on Facebook, I asked the listeners um, what they thought on a scale of of one to ten, zero to ten, how angry you'd be when we make you go see this. Uh, how angry do you think you you will be when you go have to go see this movie? A ten. I don't want to see it at all. <laughs> I want to see it one bit. It's gonna be stupid. Well, Aubrey. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Hurts my soul. <laughs> it's happening. So get ready. You have time. It's September 4th, 2020. Uh, Stomp my feet until then. <laughs> Joey, got your girl Mila back on, on a big screen. Uh, how do you feel about the, this first look at the poster? <laughs> um, this looks terrible, but I'm excited. <laughs> Does the name Tony Ja bring any excitement to you at all? Oh, God, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tony Ja rules, but I'm sure he's going to be terrible in this movie. Wait, Ja rules is in this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every every monster needs a lady. <laughs> um, no, Mila Jovovich is really hot, and uh, Tony Ja is awesome. Uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, is that who it is? Which, which one is this? Paul Anderson? Paul W. Anderson? It's Paul W.S. Anderson. All right, Paul W.S. Anderson generally makes terrible movies. 
with the exception of Mortal Kombat 1 and Event Horizon. So I got to tell you, I'm still looking forward to this. Hopefully it'll be schlocky and terrible. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't have a lot of faith in this one. I'm sure the last movie they did together was the last Resident Evil movie, and we all know how that turned out. Yikes. Terrible. All right. So uh, moving on to another big franchise, I hope you guys are ready because this year, 2020, we are getting a lot more Star Wars. That's right. We talked about it last week. It was just about to drop when we were recording, but we finally got all of that official information. Star Wars High Republic is coming out uh, towards the end of the summer this year. It is going to be an expanding story that covers uh, a bunch of different characters, but it's all going to take take place, as we mentioned last week, 200 years before uh, the, the prequels that we know of. Uh, it looks like it's a bunch of novels. I started to read some of the, some of the descriptions, and I'm whatever, whatever. Star Wars is supposed to be on a big screen, um, and, and in the middle of summer, and that's the hill I'm going to die on. So I don't know if I'm going to really get down with any of this, but uh, Joey, what did you think of all of that information that was released about Star Wars: High Republic? It looks kind of I don't know. It looks kind of stupid. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't feeling any of the stuff that was revealed. I don't care about groups of Jedi. We already did this. We did this with prequel stuff. I don't want to see any of that. I feel like the Mandalorian kind of showed us that there's lots of cool stuff you can do with Star Wars. It doesn't have to be centered around Jedi. And now we're going back to a million Jedi. And it just reeks of like bad, like prequel nostalgia. And I'm definitely not going to read like 20 books. So let's be let's be honest here. You sure you don't want to add these books to your already expanding Star Wars book collection? <laughs> to prop up my microphone for recording. <laughs> I read all the, the New Jedi Order. I think that was enough for me. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that. All right. Aubrey, you're the resident reader of the group. Uh, what do you think about this new Star Wars storyline that's going to be coming out? Are you going to read any of these books at all? I might. It all depends on how far I get in any other book that I have ahead of it. It's not like, it's not urgent for me. So I don't really, I'm not going to be rushing to go buy it like I was Game of Thrones. I'll wait and see what the feedback is. I'm I'm hoping that they'll turn one of these storylines into like a, like an animated series or something or like a a CGI series, you know, that I'd be down with. But another prequel, I mean, I think Star Wars has proven that they haven't quite gotten the prequel aspect right. So I'm not too excited about this. Plus, Jedi versus Space Pirates does not sound interesting at all. I think uh, one of the other things that makes it uninteresting for me is there's like young adult novels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not reading any fucking young adult novels. Give me a break. At least when they did Shadows of the Empire and like. New Jedi Order and stuff like that. It was all just regular Star Wars novels. It wasn't like kids novels and young adult novels and board books and stuff. Like I'm not reading any of that. Yeah, we'll see. They they made a big deal out of it, and honestly, it didn't really do anything to excite me. So if they start make if they start talking about a movie, if some of these characters like pop off the page and they want to make a movie out of it, that's when they have my attention. But uh, we'll see. The whole thing kicks off uh, August 25th of this year. Mark your calendars. All right. So uh, let's talk some trailers. 
Uh, yeah. Speaking of YA books, a movie that was supposed to come out last year, last summer, uh, got pushed to this summer, Artemis Fowl, uh, based on a supposedly popular kids book or young adult book. Uh, the trailer, they released a teaser last year uh, before the summer, and it had like a real kind of uh, Harry Potter uh, magical mystery thing. Um, the new trailer has a little bit more of a, like a Men in Black type of vibe. Uh, has like cooler music and you know a little bit more special effects. Uh, I'm going to keep my opinion to myself for right now. But what did you think of the Artemis Fowl trailer? Let's go back to Aubrey. Um, it's okay. I haven't read the books, so I don't really know what I'm looking at. Um, in comparison to the books with stuff like that, like Artemis Fowl, Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, um, those types of books. I really like to read the book first because I feel like the book makes it better. You know, I could go into Harry Potter and watch Harry Potter, but I don't feel like it has the same magic to it that it does after reading the book. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson was a fantastic book. Movie was not so much. Those movies are garbage. No, 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 not garbage. They're just, they're not as good as I hoped that they would be. Yeah. Uh, Joey, how about you, man? How do you feel about Artemis Fowl? Uh, I think this looks terrible. <laughs> really? I don't really have any connection to this at all because even though my kids all have read Harry Potter and uh, Janine was huge into Percy Jackson, she read all those books. I mean, it seemed like there was a new one like every three weeks, but they're just not. No one, they've never read this. They don't know anything about it. So I have zero connection to it. And it just looks like a stupid kids movie. Yeah. But who yeah. knows? You know, I mean, I, I, I for how much Janine was into uh, Percy Jackson, Jackson, I was shocked that those movies were such a wet fart. I thought they would be more popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one is directed by the one and only Kenneth Branagh. So be expecting a, a big battle to happen in the middle of a New Mexico town in the third act. No, nobody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, no. Sorry. I know. I like Kenneth Branagh. I think he's he hasn't had like a hit lately. I mean, he did the Cinderella movie, but I thought did what he, Thor number one. Yeah. 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 Third act in a big Mexican. Never mind. Um, I think this. It looks pretty cool. Um, it does remind. It did remind me a little bit of uh, Spy Kids. Uh, you know, the parents are taking away. Kid has to step up and and follow in their footsteps and solve a mystery. So that part I thought was pretty cool. Some of the special effects toward the end I thought was like, eeh. And some of the introduction of some of those characters is like, yikes. But, you know, supposedly the book is is really famous. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is hit or miss. So I think this might be good. I'm definitely going to go check it out. Uh, it's coming out May 29th of this year. So um, I don't know if we're going to do it on a show, but I will definitely go and check uh, it out. I was just going to say, you're not going to make me go see this, are you? No, of course not. Yeah, right. uh, I'm going to go see it. But yeah, we'll see. Artemis Fowl. Uh, the, put, the fact that they pushed it back a year does not <laughs> bode too well, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. All right. So uh, in another trailer that dropped this week, we got our look at producer Jordan Peele's new take. It's like a sequel slash soft reboot of Candyman. Say my name, say my name. Uh, it takes place uh it looks like it it picks up in the same time timeline as the original movie uh this one with yaya who you might remember from playing black manta and aquaman 
investigating the Candyman story uh, and even has some of the same people from the original one. You know, it's been about probably about 15 years since I last saw Candyman, so I might have to refresh myself. Uh, but I think this trailer looks badass. I'm psyched to see it. Uh, Joey, what did you think of the Candyman? Uh, I thought it looked awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love Candyman. Well, the first Candyman is really good. The sequels are terrible. Despite the third one having an awesome name. Die, Candyman, die. <laughs> Wait, so part two was Farewell to the Flesh? Yeah. Holy shit. All right. I, I, this whole time I thought that was part three. Wasn't uh, Black Manta also in the Watchmen TV show? That's right. That's right. He played a... <laughs> That's a huge spoiler, Mark. <laughs> I don't even watch the show and I know he played it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, he was really good as black manta and he was good in watchmen so <laughs> he's in watchmen. Uh, you know he's in watchmen oh my god yeah shocking <laughs> isn't it can't tell you who he plays though <laughs> and um this looks good and they have a creepy version of destiny's child in the trailer <laughs> which kind of took me out of it i started i started chuckling when that was playing so but otherwise, this looks uh, this good. looks looks right like it looks like it should. I guess is the best thing to say it doesn't look like they're taking it. Well, they're taking it seriously, but not like they're not trying to make it in like Hereditary or Midsummer or something. They know what kind of movie they're making, so I'm excited to see it. I'm sure Aubrey is too. I'm sure Aubrey cannot wait to see this movie. She's already pre-ordering her tickets. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of this trailer? Did you even watch it? I saw it when I went to go see The Invisible Man. Aha. Okay. And what'd you think? This is horrible. <laughs> is, that a, is that a big bag of nope? Yeah. Beyond a big bag of nope. <laughs> Don't want to see this movie at all. My favorite part of the trailer is the five girls in the beginning saying Candyman into the mirror. Five girls who don't look like they would normally hang out at all together. Mm-hmm. Like, How are they yep. friends? That doesn't make sense at all. Maybe they're just got back from their meeting at the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity. <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the one of the other things I actually I actually really did like about the trailer is the play on mirrors and reflections. Uh, there's very subtle, like when he's like walking past like a car, and you see what his reflection looks like. It's it's really cool. There's some very like nice, not in your face, uh, creepy moments in that trailer. So I'm very psyched to see it. Uh, Jordan Peele produced it. Um, oh, I forgot her name. It's Nia Costa, I think. The Costa is directing it. So um, yeah, that, I'm psyched to go see that. That one's coming out this year too. All right. So yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Everything else is like awesome. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back with our review of The Invisible Man. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions. Or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, 
Guys. Oh, oh hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, uh, hi. Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. All right, we are back. So we all had a chance to see this new Blumhouse, I guess, reboot, you would call it, of uh, The Invisible Man, or new version of The Invisible Man, not starring Johnny Depp. And um, I guess we'll see what we all thought, non-spoiler, and then we'll play the sound drop and spoil the crap out of it. So it starts off, (laughs) Aubrey, what did you think of The Invisible Man? Um... It wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be, but I probably won't watch it again. I feel like it's something that I would like the book of more. Okay. Um, Was it too scary for you? No, I don't feel like it was scary at all, really. Okay. Uh, There were parts where I jumped, but it was more like the, the sound was very sudden. Um, And then there was one part where it, I was like, oh, Jesus, but nothing really is kind of gory in some parts, too. I don't know. It's nothing too over the top. Good. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, man, what did we do? (laughs) I I think what helped was that you guys felt so bad and that you did apologize, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) (laughs) awesome what about you mark ellis yeah i really like this movie i was uh, really expecting it to be good because i like this film director so i was really hoping that he was going to put like uh some really cool stuff in the movie and he did not disappoint i thought it worked as a horror movie as a mystery as a psychological thriller i thought it hit all of it it did what it set out to do without going too far overboard. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's still a B movie. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie. I thought it was great. I actually can't wait to see it again. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, when this was first announced, it was uh, I was up in the air if we were even going to do it for the show. And then the way the schedule shook out, it's like, all right, well, you know, we'll check it out. And I am so glad that we did because I thought this movie was fucking awesome. Wow. Me and uh, Janine were just walking out of the theater after seeing it, and we were just like, how is that so good? How did that happen? <laughs> we were not expecting it, especially after you know Blumhouse had just brought out like Fantasy Island. Yeah, like two <laughs> weeks some, ago. Right, and some other like terrible-looking movies they usually shit out. And even like a lot of horror movies had dropped that weren't from Blumhouse, but like just looked terrible, like uh, The Turning or... Boy 2, Boy Boogaloo. <laughs> Boys! Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, my expectations were very low. I don't know if that contributed to it, but I, I just thought it was fucking awesome. It was so good. It was so good! And we'll get into it more in spoilers, because it's really hard to talk about this without spoilers. I think the fact that I didn't really know anything about the movie, like, uh, there's, there's definitely stuff in the movie that was ruined by the trailers, but the... A lot of the like 
plot points and things and the overall story, I didn't, you didn't really know from the trailer. So I thought that was cool too. So I, I, I was really wondering how the hell they were going to get out of the situations that they were in in the movie. Uh, I guess we'll drop a spoiler sound drop and spoil the crap out of this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest you do. But if you have, stick around. We're going to talk a little more in depth for you. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. Well, let's start with things we liked. Aubrey, what'd you like about this movie? I like how it's kind of like a psychological thriller movie. Um, when I was watching it, I could see different perspectives on what it was actually about. So I feel like there's a couple of different ways you can really come at it. You can look at it like it's a movie, like it's face value, sci-fi. You know, he really is this person that develops this invisible suit and she was abused by him, etc. You can also view it in like a metaphorical sense where he abused her for so long that his abuse still lingers on her and she's haunted by kind of this image uh, this um these thoughts of him which can be portrayed as the medical metaphorical um invisible guy also at the end it kind of makes you think like was she the one that was actually abusive and set it all up and then killed him in the end um so there's a bunch of different ways that you can really look at it which is why i think I probably would be more interested to read the book. Maybe that gives more insight to what actually does happen. But I did I did really enjoy that aspect of it because it makes you think. Awesome. And I, I appreciate that you texted me halfway through the movie and said, does the dog die? <laughs> <laughs> that was the only concern I had throughout the movie. I was like, oh, my God, she's going to come back. The dog's going to be dead. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> So I had to make sure ahead of time that I made sure whether the dog was dead or not. And I knew whether I had to walk out of the movie or not, or whether I shouldn't look at a certain part, because if I saw that I was going to be really, really mad. (laughs) (laughs) How high in the air did you jump when she kicked that dog bowl in the beginning of the movie? Um, Not as bad as when she like threw what looked like milk on him when he was when paint. she was looking and see it I figured it was supposed to be paint but it was like milk consistency when you look at it and uh, when it's on the floor and in the sink and everything it's not thick like paint yeah that was some but, really watery paint if it was I mean, yeah was, but... so when she threw that at him then I jumped that was probably the big part where I jumped, but that was about it. So, Aubrey, awesome. Aubrey, if the dog did die, would you have gotten up and walked out of the theater right there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw this movie on Monday, too, so if the dog died and then I came home and Noah smashed his face open, I'm oh, telling God. you what, my week would have been <laughs> over. <laughs> Maybe uh, Invisible Man pushed him into the table. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Marcellus, how about you? What are some things you liked about the movie? Uh, I really liked all of the performances. Uh, I liked everyone that was in it. I liked the the explanation of how he was invisible. You know, it's a little bit a little bit ridiculous, but the fact that they kind of set up that he's this this guy who works in like optics and he's made like all of this money uh, doing that, I, I I totally bought into that. Um, some of the stuff I didn't really buy into, but for the most part. I like 
the pacing of the story. I like the performances. And I really like the little... They didn't have a lot of money. So there's not like a lot of special effects. But the effects that they did have in here worked really well. Really well. Like the fight scene between her and him in the kitchen, I thought was awesome. Even though it's only her. You only see her. But I thought the way that they set it up was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Joey, what about you? What'd you like about it? Oh my God. Like what, what's not to like about the movie? Like, like you said, performances are great. All right. Elizabeth Moss was fucking awesome in this movie. Like she should be nominated for an Oscar. Wow. (laughs) She did all that shit like by herself. Like like, there's no one really in the room when they're filming. So it's just (laughs) her and pretending there's someone so like i thought she was fucking awesome in this movie um my, probably my favorite thing and what like me and janine were like grabbing each other's like knees and like digging our nails into each other's arms uh, in terror what what and it wasn't even like a scary part of the movie it's just like you knew that he was in the house right yep and they would frame the shots <laughs> with just her in it as if someone else was in the shot yep but there was no one there and it was fucking scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying um yeah so like i i just i think that it's clearly they didn't spend a lot of money on the movie but they put every dime they had on the screen and used a lot of cool tricks to get around you know not having a, a monster on the screen the whole time mm-hmm. so yeah the budget for this movie was seven million so well it's about as much as pootie tank <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, if only movies could live up to a classic like Pootie Tang, and I'm not joking, it's in my top 20 of all time. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right about the the scenes of there be moments in a movie where the camera would just pan slowly and show like a hallway, and it would just stay there, and then you find yourself like looking around, like did, did something? Did he touch something? Did something just move? Was that a shadow? Yeah, I was studying those frames very closely. There was one part where you can definitely see he walked past the plant because you see the plant like kind of move a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, thought, I, had, I, really I saw cool. this movie in extreme, so it was a little bit. The screen was kind of weird in the places where he actually was. I don't know if you guys could see that, but like it almost looked like the uh, screen was on was smoking uh, hmm. where he was standing. No. I actually thought that like there was a fire in the building when mm. I was watching this in extreme because the places where they had set it up to distort where he was standing on my screen looked like um like I was looking at it through smoke. Ah. No, I didn't catch that at all. Did you see that, Joey? Yeah. No, I don't I try to avoid paying the extra for the XD screen. I just wanted to go to the 21 and up section. There you go. <laughs> so you have a much different, what, what type of theater is that? It's uh, called Paragon. Okay. Yeah. We don't have that here. We, I mean, you lived up here, so you know, it's all Cinemark. So yeah. So we have um, a 21 and up section where you, you can go and you see it with an extreme um, screen and you get like your own bar and uh, restaurant and stuff too. Mm. And I, I was hungry, so. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have that. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to see this damn movie, I'm getting food. Treat yourself. <laughs> That's right. I'm snacking on something. There you go. Yeah. So I had like chicken tenders, curly fries, popcorn, Twizzlers. <laughs> so, how was the movie, Aubrey? All those chicken tenders were the bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and and you also get like reserved seating and it's a recliner and everything. So it's like, oh, the little... chicken tenders are invisible. No, I just ate them that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little tray, too. <laughs> nice. Yep. All right. Well, what about things you didn't like? Uh, Marcellus, anything you didn't like in the movie? Yes. Uh-oh. As much as I like the third act, I, I really liked her figuring out a way to trap him into that room. But there's so many... There's that scene where he's like in the hallway beating up all of the guards, and she takes the I gun. that was awesome. And she goes outside in the rain... There's like all of those people there. They just let her walk around in the rain. All of these gunshots are happening inside of this facility and no cops show up at all. Like none of those people behind the glass figure to call the cops. They all just, it's like four people that watch her walk out of the hospital with a gun in her hand. And they're just like, well, there she, there she goes. That's fine. I understand it's a B movie and that part I'm willing to accept. But at that, that's, that's where you can see where it's like, ah, we, we have to end this movie. We don't have a lot of uh, we have a small budget and we don't have a lot of uh, ideas to make something really cool. So we're just gonna push it all the way to the end. So that part, it, it, it kind of, I wasn't a fan of that. All right, Aubrey, how about you? Um, so in that same thing, she like slits her wrist open and <laughs> somehow doesn't die from that. And it's never mentioned ever again. Yeah, like she full on shoves a pen into her wrist and doesn't die. Um, I don't know how far she cut before he stopped or they didn't really show that. That's the only deep. thing I could say. Yeah, you could see it kind of like in certain scenes and it looked pretty deep and then she has it wrapped up when she goes to see him at the end. So, like, it, it just like magically doesn't bleed anymore after. I don't it just kind of like ends there. So that bothered me. Just kind of the, it felt a little bit too far fetched in some things. Like I, I like the part, like I like how it makes you think, but at the same time, I feel like there's places where it goes a little bit too far in one direction. And then it just doesn't really work as well. So there's, there's parts where like at the end, it almost frustrates me that she's like, what did it, what did it sound like to you? It sounded like he killed himself. Exactly. So are we supposed to take that as she's free or she planned this whole thing? That kind of bothers me. Uh, I wish that there was a little bit more of a concrete, like this was the twist. This is actually what happened. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I'm not quite sure, but that. It just kind of ruined the story for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right, Joy, what about you, man? What did, is there anything you didn't like about it? Um, it's very few things that I didn't like about it. Just that a lot of the some of the stuff was, and after I just said the trailer didn't give away a lot of stuff. Um, some stuff was ruined by the trailer, like her throwing the paint on him, yep. or you knew she was going to get um, arrested or institutionalized at some point, and if it hadn't happened yet, then we haven't got to that point of the movie yet. So she's not really in danger. You know, um, I will say I did not expect her sister to get killed in the restaurant. That was, uh, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. I and was kind of a little mad about that. Cause I was like, the whole, the theater was packed when I saw it and the whole place just like gasped as one when that happened. So it was effective. 
She seemed but, to get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, she was being stalked by an invisible man, so. No, that that was the part where she was broken. That scene like broke her. When they when they was pulling her into the uh when they arrested her and they were pulling her into the room, she was just out of control at that point. Um, I didn't even notice what Mark mentioned about the hospital until just now, so thanks, Mark. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I really did not have much that I disliked about it. I I just I thought it was awesome. I literally like blown away at how awesome mm-hmm. this was. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, I won't have been surpassed by a bunch of other movies because I remember early last year I really loved Us, but it didn't make my top five of the year, even though I insisted it would because a bunch of other stuff came out. So, but yeah, this is way up there for me, man. So let's let's get a score, Aubrey. Out of five, zero being the worst, five being the best, what do you got? I'm going to give it a three, dependent on how the book is. Because I'm going to read the book. I do have it in my list of things to do. So, a three. If the book sucks, then it's going to go down a little bit. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? How does she learn how to use the suit to make herself invisible? You just put it on. It wasn't that hard. Didn't you have to activate it or something? There's like a button or something? Is there an app for it? There's an iPad hanging on the wall. (laughs) How did he not realize his invisible suit was gone? (laughs) It's invisible. He just misplaced it. It was the secondary suit that she stashed when she went back to the house. Right. When she she went back, she got a second suit. She made a second suit, I should say. Right. And then she stashed it. Yep. She took the second suit off the rack and stashed it away. And then he gets released from, he, they found him. He goes back home. House looks but all he nice. he didn't know that she it, made it. No, she didn't make it. She did. She stole it off of the rack. Well, she was, she went into that room thing. Yep. And that's when she got the suit. Yep. In in that machine thing. I think the machine thing is what makes it, isn't ah, it? I, don't I thought it was just hanging there. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Oh, he came I home and he's overthinking like, it. <laughs> he just sees an empty uh, thing and he's like, yep, I'm there, gonna there's my suit. I'm going to buy the book and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, how would he even know if it was hanging there if he just walked by? It's fucking invisible. You figured he would go and like try it on and be like, oh, let me wear out. No, because he already had one he was wearing. <laughs> but he... But then it, um, the black thing was there, the black dummy thingy that it was on. Yeah, that's right. There was a so black dummy thing on Stop it. You guys are ruining this movie. <laughs> so when he walked home and he just saw the black dummy thing, he didn't think his suit was missing? <laughs> this wasn't here before. How did I get there? <laughs> All right. Well, I have a, a question now. If you were his brother and he was like, hey, I've been wearing this skin tight leather suit for like four months. Could you put it on? <laughs> Could you wash it first? Like, <laughs> ew. Well, he said his brother was abusive, so maybe his brother like mind controlled him in order to do it. So he didn't really think about that. Oh, I, I guess it's pretty abusive if you've been sweating in some gross suit for like four months <laughs> and make someone else wear it. I guess, but uh, anyway, Marcellus, how about you? Why would you leave? Okay, never. I have like a ton of them. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So I give it a four out of five. Uh, I really like this movie, despite the fact that. You know, he leaves his cell phone on vibrate as he's hiding in an attic. <laughs> so, she, so she could call him even though he's supposedly dead. <sighs> I think he left it there on purpose. Oh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a fuck with her. Yeah. And he's still getting phone calls and his his, his uh, carrier, even though he died months ago. That's fine. That's fine. Um, hey, they don't shut. You know what? I used to work for Comcast. And unless someone <laughs> calls Comcast and says, hey, Mark is dead, they won't shut your service off. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. He's a famous person. So no one would. Report him being dead. 
guys just plugged up one plot hole there. <laughs> but yeah, I, other than that, like I said, it's a B movie, so you're going to find those types of things, and that's fine. It had a, a mission, it had a job to do, and it fucking did it. So yeah, four out of five. I love this movie. And I would suggest if you haven't seen Lee Wanell's other movie, Upgrade, a movie that was made for probably like $3 million, it's, it's badass also. So definitely check that out. Awesome. Well, I loved this movie. And as much as we're now nitpicking at it a little bit, it definitely is not like, um, do you remember like going back to us again last year, we watched us. And then the more you sit down and think about it, the worse, not the worse it gets, but the more the storyline just completely unravels. Yeah. This is not like that. <laughs> Please don't think it is. It's not, it's not like that. This is pretty straightforward. Um, I loved this movie. Loved this movie and uh, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I'm so glad to see a movie that was good after we've seen to pray and lock and key this year. It was starting to be the so wizard Debbie downer podcast. Cause we didn't like anything. <laughs> so I was very glad to finally see something that was good. So yeah, four out of five for me. That is it. That is the invisible man. But now we're gonna get some recommendations and they're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Aubrey, what do you got for the listeners out there? Um, I'm going to repeat a recommendation from a couple of weeks ago. I had recommended this book called The Philosopher's Flight, and I have been reading it on and off for the past couple of weeks, and I do really love it. So I think at the when I had recommended it before, I had just started it, and now I'm a little bit further into it, and I would like everybody to go and get it because it's, it's really good. Awesome. How about you, Mark Ellis? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend everyone check out the movie The Host on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. Uh, not the one with uh, Shorna Rohan, not the not the YA sci-fi adaption one. Um, the monster movie from the director of Parasite. It's on YouTube. It's free. I watched it. I just wanted to watch like a little bit of it just to get familiar with it again. And uh, I wound up watching the whole thing, and I was like teary-eyed through a couple of scenes. Even though I've seen this movie like a bunch of times before, it's so good. It's so good. If you want to know how this director won an Academy Award for Best Picture of the Year, you really want to see him strut his stuff, uh, definitely check out The Host. Uh, and also check out uh, Akja, Akja on uh, Netflix, the other movie he did about uh, uh, a little girl raising a, a pig, a giant pig. Uh, it's like a it's like a ET type of story. It's more family orientated, but it it definitely has his unique style. So yeah, so that's what I recommend. Akja, a Netflix and a host on YouTube. I will uh, 100% second your recommendation for the host. I love that movie. I saw it in the movie theater when it first came out. Me and uh, Amanda, the So Wizard senior political correspondent, Amanda, we tracked it down playing near us and, and we went to see it. So little art house theater that doesn't exist anymore um it, it's so good it is amazing i mean i'm glad he won the the oscar for parasite but the host is i think twice as good as that movie all right i still haven't seen parasite so i guess i'll let you know but i will suggest that you go to so wizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search so Wizard Podcast. Free weekly exclusive content up there. Um, Adam's got a couple interviews that just dropped. Some trailer reactions. And some more Star Wars talk is on the way. 
Don't forget about our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. You can support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive episodes. Uh, coming up this month will be our retro review of Little Shop of Horrors. And I will recommend that you check out Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix. Should be dropping shortly um, as we talk. If it's not already out by the time you listen to this. Uh, the first two seasons were amazing. I think this one is 10 episodes, so it's the longest season yet. But they're half-hour episodes, so... Even uh, if you haven't watched the first two seasons, I think the first season's four episodes and the second one's maybe six or eight. So you can bang through that quick. Um, and it's just, it's really good. The animation's beautiful and the storyline is awesome. So check out Castlevania season three dropping on Netflix. And that is going to do it, my friends, for episode number 291 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co host of the Queen of All Nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You killed her. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Uh, yeah, when I'm walking down the street just screaming at no one, I'm just going to say it's the Invisible Man. That's all. Uh, everybody, you have a great week. Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be reviewing Nicolas Cage is the color out of space. Good journey. When you hear me dreaming.